to another episode of This Thing Changed My Life with your girl, Raifa. And I'm joined today by a good friend of mine. I actually sat down with two people uh, a few weeks back asking them how they knew you. Okay. Guest. <laughs> Hello, guest. these people are. <laughs> um, you know them. And everyone was like, oh, how did you meet this person? Oh, I met them through Abe. How did you meet Abe? Um, I don't know how I met Abe. But yes, guys, we've got Abe in the building. Hello, I hello, I hello. call him Abe. Abe is legend. For if someone's like, what's his last name? I go, <laughs> Abe is legend. <laughs> um, hello, hello, so yeah, introduce yourself, guest and co-host. My name is Abraham Adeyemi. I always, <laughs> it's weird, I always introduce myself as my full name and yeah. everyone calls me Abe, which I'm absolutely fine with. But yeah. I think it's important for people to know my full name, especially because there was once upon a time in the last three years or so, there was someone who was super shocked that Abe was short for Abraham. I was like, right, people really be out here not knowing that my full name is Abraham. It's Abraham. On all my socials, it has Abe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Abraham Adiemi, um, South Londoner. South London. So yeah. instead of all of your accolades, you came to do, <laughs> my name is Abraham. Uh, I'm a South Londoner. Yeah, man. That's really? who I am. That's, that's, that's my identity, South London. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. Um, I South London is like the Nigeria of, of Britain. Everybody must perhaps, know. Perhaps. You have to know that yeah. we're South London. <laughs> uh, but you do anyway. Anyway, you know where we are. Anyway, um, <laughs> what do I do? Um, I'm a screenwriter, mm-hmm. uh, ac- accidental director. Not accidental. <laughs> no, it's definitely an accident. <laughs> um, but fortunate and grateful and loving it. Um, I mean. Producer as well, because I had no choice but to produce. Yeah. And I like to call myself a retired playwright these days. A retired, yeah, playwright. retired playwright. Unless you're paying me. If you're paying me, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm doing some at the moment because I'm being paid to do it. Fantastic. But I'm, I'm I love really it. on the playwriting that much anymore. It's like all of your uh, titles are like forced upon you. <laughs> you're the, like, screenwriting is uh, the screenwriting is the one that is not. I yeah. would. I'm not going to do it for free. But yeah. I would do it for free. I absolutely love writing. Amazing. So yeah. Oh, it's so good to have you on here. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming, even though you're a Gemini and, you know, <laughs> trying to pinpoint you people is very, very mad. You chose a good time in terms of, as you've known, because I don't know, I think you first asked me a few months ago. And yeah. Like, and and you were like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hearing my own voice. <laughs> that I said, hey. but you know what it is? I also have to be in the mood to do it, which is weird because we have to agree this in advance. But I know <laughs> when I'll be in the mood in terms yeah. of, there's been times when people ask you to do these things. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think you get the best out of me when I actually want to be there. Absolutely. Something, so. so thank you so yeah. much for coming. I've always wanted to speak to you because I feel like we, we speak about shit, you know, yeah. we speak about conversations and we have a lot of like arty conversations as I thought you'd be absolutely perfect. But before we get into the discussion, I just want to know how you are, man. How you been? Life has been fantastic for the last about 15, 16 months. It's been a consi- uh, consistent, consistent, um, yeah just a journey of really great things and like anything it's had its ups and downs throughout that period but yeah. I just feel on such a supreme high 
That Ooh. is very much leading. Like, I think the best thing in life right now is I'm no, I no longer feel like I'm in a situation where I'm saying if and everything just feels like when, like you know, it's only a matter of time. And Before it that's amazing. So yeah, everything's good, and I'm just excited. How do you get? Year. How do you build up to that kind of faith in yourself and in the world? I think it's a combination of. I say two things, I might end up saying 10, but two <laughs> things immediately come to mind, yeah. which is, I think I've always been, that's always been my nature anyway, mm. that unwavering self-belief, that that's who I've always been, which probably is linked to playing sports, specifically basketball growing up, mm. um, as well as linked to the school I went to as well, and the kind of, the, the attitude they instilled within us. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's somewhat always been in me, but I think then life, serves you in a certain way as well and when you get things from life that are indicators to you realizing that okay this is going to happen this is happening and there was one that was just in my mind and i've forgotten it ah reflection Mm. when you i think i reflect a lot and i realize like once upon a time i wanted things and now i have them and and that's amazing as well as the realization as well that a lot of the things i'm a very impatient person and Mm -hmm. so there's things that I've wanted for a very, very long time. And yeah. as I've started to receive those things, I realized that, you know what? When you wanted them, you weren't ready for them. And now it. that you have them, it's like the perfect time when you were meant to have that thing. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that answers that question. No, it answers that <coughs> question. Cause I'm just thinking just in general, in terms of like the idea of gratefulness and mm. like, because when you did say that when you want something and you're not ready for it, then you just are like, oh, why don't I have it? Oh, yeah. And I'm Good somebody time. like that, when I get it, okay, move on to the next one. And I don't really sit and think, wow, I, the, the life that I've always wanted, I have now. Mm. And just it's to hard. be so reflective and grateful. Sure, for I think that's probably my biggest problem that I struggle with. Like even yesterday in one of my mm. group chats, one of my friends said to me, when I shared something with them, they're like, hey, but I know it must be really hard, but I really need you to appreciate the things that are happening right now because the pace it's moving at is crazy. And yeah. with that pace, it's so easy to not appreciate it which i'm very much not fully appreciating yet some Mm. of the things because the pace is mad like i just where's the time to just sit down and take stock and hopefully that'll come soon in the next few months to just do that so in terms of like getting our listeners getting to know you what have what have been these roller coaster things that have happened in the past few months okay um give us the cv I mean, I'll start with the the 15, 16 month ago thing because that's a very specific thing that happened and I I attribute that as a huge catalyst to so many of the events that have happened since, which was a good friend of mine um, called Dream Hampton, who's a phenomenal woman. She's a writer, director, filmmaker, producer, a million things. But the thing most recently that most people will know her for is being the executive producer of the R. Kelly documentary from 2019. Um, that friend invited me out to LA. Um, we were hanging out and yeah. she, I was about to go to, I believe it was Sweden for a mm-hmm. weekend. And she was like, hey, like, you know, we love traveling. Why have you never been to LA? I don't get it. And I was like, mm. I've just always considered LA one of those places that I'll definitely go when I'm meant to go. Work mm. will take me there. And she was like, look, Abe, if you're in LA, I'll get you right and work tomorrow. I laughed it off. She was like, no, I'm being serious. Next day, I went out for drinks and she just plans this whole trip for me. And she was like, you're coming. This is how long you're coming for. Blah, 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 blah. Whilst wow. we're sitting there, she sends... Um, I remember when you were going. Yeah, yeah. it was mad. And um, 
she sent, whilst we're sitting there having these drinks, he, she sends a text message to someone and by the time we're done, she shows me these messages and it's to a Netflix showrunner and she's like, look, I've got a friend called Abe, really talented writer, reminds me of you. I'd love you to read his work and he's coming to LA soon and I want you to meet him. Mm. These times I've not even agreed to come. <laughs> um, and he's replied like, yeah, sure. Would love to meet him. Tell him to send me through some work, blah, 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 blah. She's like, if I could, if that's what I could do for a text message, imagine you if were you actually were there. Like LA is the kind of place you need to be on the ground to make things happen. And so that was, I think, October 2018 when she made that proposition to me. And, and I was due to go and did go. Um, February 2019 for five mm. weeks so into March and I say that was the catalyst because from the moment I knew I was going on that trip I was like okay well if I'm going on this trip then I need to, there's certain things I need to take with me so I wanted to write two new tv scripts for that trip yeah um just to have some new work especially tailored towards the kind of meetings I'd be having which would be with like American production companies so to let them know that I can write more than just UK stories yeah I've got ideas and stories which pertain to their narratives or their culture or their society mm. um and so there was just a certain level of focus that came with that um at the same time because again everything happens when it's meant to happen I was selected to be on a mentee scheme with an organization called Soho House which ironically I'd actually applied for a membership a few months before and um I got put on the waiting list or whatever yeah and I'd applied for this membership, got put on the waiting list, end up applying to this mentee scheme, which gives me a free membership. Yeah. And it this free membership went hand in hand with being in LA because firstly, I could spend plenty of time in the Soho house in LA, which is incredible. Um, for those who don't know what Soho house is, because that's a very real thing. It's a private members club. Yeah. Pretty prestigious private members club. Um, and so that was door opening. But the biggest thing that membership gave, I mean, it also gave me a mentor, which unfortunately wasn't a great experience in terms of I mean I can't even remember the mentor's name that says yeah. everything but anyone who knows me knows that I'm someone who I always make the most out of anything so me having that free membership meant one I had a free gym membership so I was in the gym like three four times a and week you keep be going in the gym you going to the gym it's good for the <laughs> mental health that like everyone thinks I'm doing it for physical reasons which of course I am but more than anything my motivation for it is keeping my head in check which it yeah. does for me um, but the gym, um, also somewhere to work as well outside of home. So, you know, I'll be staying there till like 10, 11, sometimes midnight, just writing. Mm. Um, because at these, at this point I'm still balancing, um, I say a job, jobs with writing. So yeah. after work, go there. Right. And, but the biggest thing it gave me was Soho House had a competition, a screenwriting competition, a global screenwriting yeah. competition called Script House and, um, submitted a short film script to it won the competition which whoop, whoop. Meant I got funding to direct a short film which is why I said at the start I'm an accidental director because <laughs> I've never had any desire to direct everybody's tried to force me to do it for years um but the stipulations of the competition was whoever wins this competition also has to direct it because in a heartbeat I would have happily found another director I've got I know many talented directors um some who are more established than others and my thoughts was, look, this could be an opportunity for me to share with someone. Absolutely. And so be it, is that the rules meant I couldn't do that? So I was had to learn how to direct in 10 weeks. And um, I remember yeah. reading that um, the script. Yeah. And um, there was a point in it when the current characters meet or 
or exchange because i was reading yeah. and i was like okay yeah this is great this is great and when that there was a moment that was so pinnacle yeah and i read it and i remember reading it i was in my bed and i was reading it because you had sent it to me yeah and it just gave me a <gasps> feeling and i think that <gasps> feeling where i was like oh this is fucking genius Thank and you. so when you won it was like yes that was well deserved Thank you. because it's so rare you you read things mm. and you go <gasps> you know that moment was the hardest scene to shoot. The exact moment you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The most difficult to shoot, the most difficult in the edit. Like I, that moment stressed me out because, and if I'm completely honest, I still don't think we nailed it perfectly. Because <laughs> when we're in the edit, I was like, I was like on the most part, because everyone warns you about editing, like you're going to get there and you're going to think everything's crap. It's a process. And mm. so I was ready for that. And everything, I was like, yeah, I can see all the fixes for it. But that scene I've been worrying about since before the shoot, during the shoot, yeah. after the shoot. And it's crazy because I think that scene is definitely what won me the competition. Yeah. <laughs> is definitely why everyone thinks the film is amazing. Like all, and it's that moment. It's, it's, that, and, it's actually yeah. that moment. It's like, yeah, you, it's, you don't yeah. even expect it because yeah. you're like, okay, I see the, the current, mm -hmm. um, the two boys, like the older versions and the, yeah. and the younger versions. And it's yeah. that scene, that moment. Cause obviously it's, yeah, it is that moment. Yeah. It's, it's ingenious. And I think um, filmmakers having loads of those moments, I call it yeah. the gasp moment, can really just building up to it, I think yeah. makes for a great story. And I don't know how you thought of that, but because in my head, that that part when, you know, the young people and the old people come together is yeah. tells a story of communities and yeah. how communities stay stagnant, maybe yeah. how... It's all a cycle. Right. It's a, you know, and it's it a shame was, you've the not seen the film. It was so bloody perfect. I'm yeah. like, yo, yo. It, it was insane. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Shaq, continue. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, wow. I remember where I was. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. But so yeah, the won that competition. Yeah, yeah. Made the, um, at the same time of the competition, I also got my debut full-length play. Yeah. Um, which was its own, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, I was going to use the word drama, but... How fitting. Yeah, which it, which it definitely was, but that wasn't even... But then by saying that, there's probably an assumption of what I'm alluding to, which actually it's not. It's So what I wanted to talk about specifically was that in me getting my first full-length play commissioned, that was... Like, I wrote that from scratch. So it was yes. literally, I had a title, the theatre loved it. Yeah. Um, and they trusted that I would write something good. Again, in about the space of 10 weeks. So the same amount of wow. time... I'm, and. I'm learning to direct at the same time I'm writing a full length play and I'm just like, this Ooh. is mad. And and it would have been easier if it was a play which I knew what I was writing. But at the start, I didn't know what I was writing. I just had this title, um, All the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad, which I had for years. It was saved in my notes and I just always knew it was a brilliant title, yeah. even if I didn't know what story I was going to tell yeah. with it. And, and it was also, I'd sent a treatment for a different play called Superman. And there was one line in that treatment where it says, um, this play exists in the same world as an idea that I once had called All the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad. Mm. And that's it. There's nothing else in this treatment about that play. And I sent that treatment and then they say to me, I really like the sound of All the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad. And I'm like, how do you know about that? I ain't never told no one about that. <laughs> Not realising that the treatment had this line in oh, there. So, um, yeah, so all of that happened at the same time. The play, the film, um, the play had lots of drama in terms of we had issues where our the actor who was meant to perform the play pulled out on the opening night. And so we had to have a rehearsed reading. 
that stressed me out, upset me, made me depressed, blah, 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 blah. Um, but so what you go through through it's a, what you go yeah, through, yeah. but the, but even still, we ended up getting in three incredible actors, which was phenomenal. I came to yeah. see it, yeah. Which, which actor did you see do it? I forgot who it was. Uh, physical description, I mean, obviously, black, uh, <laughs> a black man, yeah. Um, did he have glasses? God, I don't remember. Well, did he sing? Yeah, he sang, okay. Duramani, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, cool. he sang. yeah. Um, he's the only one who sang out of River, that's why I he see. it was. Um, okay. and yeah, so we had the rehearsed readings. The play was received phenomenally, um, despite only being a rehearsed reading, which was great. Opened many, many doors. Um, where are we in the journey now? Um, the play ends up resulting in me being selected for uh, Channel 4's uh, scheme called Full Screenwriting, which is they pick 12 writers, commission them to write so a pilot script. So this is why what I'm like, hey, can you do this? Oh, sorry, I'm going to Channel 4. Listen. I, oh, it makes sense now. I'm like, okay, no need to brag. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Just living no, my life, come innit? through, come through. But, I rate um, it. Yeah, so for Screenwriting, uh, yeah, they pick 12 writers, commission them to write an original drum pilot each individually. Um... And that was because I submitted the play. And I've applied to this program every year, every year since 2010, like the first year it ever started. Never been selected, never even been interviewed for it. Um, and then the first year they decided to interview me. Even then I'm still prepping myself like, you know what, this is great. You've been, you're now getting interviewed for it. You might not get, get selected, yeah, but yeah. whatever. I end up getting selected over the moon. Um, it's like, you know, in your own time, Google it. It's by far the most prestigious screenwriting program in the UK and everyone blows from it. Like for context, Charlie Cavell, who created End of the Fucking World, she was on that yeah. program. But all of them go on to have great careers, whether it be creating their own shows, whether it be writing for other series. Like I was talking to a writer who did it this time last year and her career right now is mad. She was like, she's having to turn stuff down. Like she wow. can't say yes to things so and that's where you yeah be. i'm excited for 12 wow months. congratulations so there's that the journey's strong it, the journey's incredible it's amazing yeah. it's beautiful it's all these magical things and then equally the film has just been blowing doors wide open yeah. um and it's crazy because obviously not many people have seen it up until december when we had the private screening for it yeah. and so i think there's about 400 people there and we'd had a couple of screenings beforehand but a lot of people within the industry have seen it. And so the conversations had started and it's weird because you go through this process of something and you're not, you're like, I remember being on set and just being like, I don't even know why everyone loves this film. Like I don't <laughs> get why, or not even at this point, it's not even a film set, it's a script. Yeah. I'm like, why does everyone love this? I don't get it. Like mm. this is mad to me that all these people are here. Because of you. Because of me, because they love this thing. I'm, and you're quite, and especially because you don't, you rarely shoot in sequence. Mm. So also that makes you question it even more. Like, but what is this? Is this good? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, whatever. Film being received well. Everyone who sees it, like every production company or producer or whatever that sees it is like, oh, do you want to come in for a meet? And I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. Like, and then of course, Talent. the big thing at the end of the year, maybe two weeks before the screening was that day when I woke up and Barry Jenkins had tweeted about yeah. the film. And I, that was mad for me because... It's weird. And now I can talk about this more and, and I'd not been able to talk about this until that tweet happened, which yeah. was, so the first bit was always public, which was Barry Jenkins was one of the judges on the competition. So yeah. he he read the script and then equally when they were then films, he also watched the films. Mm -hmm. And the competition, there was two winners in terms of who got the funding to make the film. And then they picked an overall winner, which was uh, Deepak, who's a writer, LA based, 
talented, brilliant film. And the woman who runs the competition, who's a, a woman called uh, Joe Addy, Joe had sent me an email after, and she she basically forwarded me Barry Jenkins' feedback. And honestly, was it, it was oh. so... But I also said I wasn't allowed to share it. Yeah, <laughs> so okay, I okay. I could post it nowhere. Yeah. I could be telling people about it. Like, yeah. But I'm just like, bro, like, it's one of the most beautiful emails I've read ever. Like, oh And God. also it's one of them like this is just an email i'm like no you're really a writer you know like yeah. the way you just worded this like <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i can even word an email like this yeah. and um and that was beautiful and then but that was it i'd never had any contact with him and so i tweeted the trailer of the film which ironically i hate that trailer or i don't anymore because it, it's done good things for me yeah. but i did not like that trailer and the only reason i shared it was because one of my friends um, Ify, she mm. she wanted to send something for fre- to friends to get them interested in films. She's like, oh, do you have a trailer? I was like, oh yeah, I do, but I don't really like it. Showed it to her. She's like, Abe, are you insane? Why have you not posted this trailer on socials? Like, everyone will go crazy over this. I was like, but I don't like it. She's like, yeah, you don't like it because it's your film. Forget what you think. <laughs> the outside opinion. Yeah. And I always listen to Ify. Like, she's she gives me very good advice mm-hmm. when it comes to my work. And so, posted the trailer, ends up doing mad numbers. So much so that it ends up on Barry Jenkins' timeline. Yes. So the next day I wake up, 7am, I'm still drunk from like the night before because it was like some Christmas party <laughs> and I've got bare notifications on my phone and not even on my phone, sorry, on my Twitter because I don't have notifications yeah. on social medias but when I go onto Twitter, I just see like, and basically anytime I see more than 10 notifications, my heart starts racing. I'm like, <laughs> oh God, yep, what's happened? they've got me. Something I said in 2009 <laughs> in when I was 18, they've got something. me. They're getting me out of here. I pissed the wrong person off. Like, cancelled, yeah, you're cancelled. I'm getting cancelled. Yeah. And so that's always my immediate fear when oh, I see man. that many notifications <laughs> on Twitter. And I see that Barry Jenkins has tweeted about the film. He's like, loved your film. It's my favourite in the competition. Keep making shit. See how I know it all off my heart. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my days. This is like, this is like, what time is it? I think it was mad early. I went to the gym in the morning. So it's probably yeah. 5.50. Um, no, I didn't go to the gym that morning. That's a lie. Anyway, like 6, 7, whatever. And I'm just like, is this real? Bear in mind, I'm still drunk from the night before. Um, An and extension of your dream state, maybe. And yeah, so that was amazing. And and then that changed the game in terms of the industry as well. Because if there weren't already producers and production companies interested in it, there were then. Like, everyone's like, no, we need to see this film. Send my agent the message. He gets gassed. Like, oh, my days. Like, this this is going to be all the leverage, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. And here we are now. So, I'm at this point, I'm doing full screenwriting, like I mentioned. Excited for the script that I'm writing for that and what that might potentially bring for me. Um, I'm, what else is going on? Ah, this happened yesterday. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. Exclusive. Exclusive. Um, I finally. Uh, Maybe it won't be exclusive when this comes out, but okay. <laughs> I, well, I, do you know what's weird? I'm in a weird space this year about uh-huh. announcing things. Come on. Because it's weird, like, I'm going to announce that we all know hey this. Hey, guys. But I'm actually enjoying people not knowing stuff, right? <laughs> and just being able to like, just knuckle, because actually, and now we're going off topic and we'll come back to yeah. it. But one of them, like, and it's not in an ungrateful way, but one of the most tiring things last year was announcing things in terms of people feel, not maliciously, but people feel so entitled to you and mm. your time and your space. And so I can drop something on like Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Life is still going. I've still got things to do, but everyone wants to speak to you in that moment, yeah. like message you. Congr- and I'm polite. I always want to reply to people, and I'm I'm having to get out of that habit and just be like, you know what? You don't have to reply to everything. Yeah. Like it's not like you need to protect yourself. No, when you're protect big, your you're mental. big. 
<laughs> all of these things are important. I, I agree, man. And I so, agree. and yeah, so the whole, I'm enjoying not people not knowing stuff and not having to have those conversations because also I don't want to constantly talk about my writing. Yeah. Like I, you know, people want to know stuff and I'm just like, I don't always want to talk about this. You know, like I actually really enjoy not talking about it. Um, But back to what it is. So I've been, I hope this goes out at a time when it's allowed to be public. Anyway. Um, I'll, I'll let you know, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> um, I've been employed to join my first writer's room so there's a what? tv series in development can't obviously say anything yeah. about the series but it's in development do we know do you know the network can you say that i can't say anything other okay than it's in development yeah. <laughs> and yeah and i'm so over the moon about it i've wanted yeah oh it's congratulations weird. thank you babes. thank you i'm so over the moon especially because i've wanted to be in a writer's room for so long and i remember yeah. vividly in summer 2016 i had a meeting with a was it 16 2016 2017 16 yeah yeah summer 2016 i had a meeting with a producer a production company who'd read some of my work and she was like you know what like you know i feel like the next stage for you is to be in a writer's room like you're ready for that you're you'd, you'd be fine no problem and mm. that's something i've been chasing and just to no avail partially because writer's rooms for a long time wasn't a culture in the british industry mm-hmm. but very all, american yeah very american yeah. and so when they did exist it was kind of a closed club like you end up in it because you know people your networks and stuff like that those that those things which i didn't have access to and so it wasn't happening it's become a much bigger thing now and even the story of how like i got this one is beautiful but to finally got that now after three years of wanting it and actually also being my first ever interview for writers yeah. as well. so i've never even been up until this point but i've not doubted that I've been ready for these things but sometimes it's a process and you've just got to be patient I always say to people that if you know that you've you spend your days weeks months whatever it is knowing that you've given your most given the most that you're doing the most that you're trying your hardest and you're doing all the right things it's only a matter of time till these things are going to happen and you can't be like don't get too wound up or upset that it hasn't happened yet like sometimes things just have to happen at a certain time so I don't remember what the question was, but the question. Well, in well, we just got a long, extended. <laughs> I was gonna do a, you know, my three questions. I'm yeah. gonna still do them because I yeah. feel like it's important. Yeah. But um, I do it with, you know, a lot of my artists and people that yeah. come on the show. But, Abe, are you ready? Go for it. Best artist of all time, to Michael you. Jackson. <laughs> How could I ever say anyone else? Fantastic, and not because of. No, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, if you know, everyone who thinks otherwise is insane. Okay, well, I mean, we've had people on the show who have thought otherwise. I think otherwise, but it's fine. You, you, you know who I think, though, babes. You know who I think. Do better. You, no, anyway. I won't. <laughs> I refuse is, to move. I will and fight. And don't get me wrong. I love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I, as in, I, I have a. I'm at a distance with her because not because of her, but because her fans are hella annoying. But first of all, you, we don't do nothing to people unless we're provoked. That's all I want to know. That's all I'm going to say cool, to you. Cool. All right, next question. Um, I know you are more of a film person and we will get into the mm. film that has changed your life. Yeah. Um, but I want to say, what is the best film you have watched? Not the film that has changed your life. I know, I, it's a very film. hard one, but a film that you can look at and think, God, just so this is the best film, right? This is the best film that you have seen. Okay. Yeah. So you said you just wanted my first answer, so that's what yeah, I'm gonna go with. I think it. it's the Matrix. Oh yeah, because I I don't I can't think of any film hmm. that has 
absolutely unequivocally blown my mind away yeah like the matrix did uh, I, I think I've watched The Matrix so many times yeah. that I know it verbatim. It is absolutely sensational. And do you want to know something interesting? I've oh. never watched the sequels. And one no! Thing is, I've never watched the sequels. And it's not even a thing of like... Abraham? Part of it is wanting to protect it. And don't go wrong, I will watch them. Yeah. But also, yeah, I don't, like that film on its own is special enough for it me. It is. I agree. And I also have... I've heard the third one's crap. Yeah. yeah. But then do you want... Something that people always say about The Godfather, and I've never watched the third one. I've only I watched have, the first two. I actually have never watched any. Okay, well, because I'm like, is, is it as great as uh, the, the hype? Is, incredible. is it as great For as me, the hype? For me, I think Godfather 2 is, is the best one. However, the argument is, which I agree with, is that without The Godfather 2, there's no, without the first one, there's no Godfather 2. And that's obviously that's true because it's a sequel, but more so, what makes The Godfather 2 so good is the first one. And anyway. Mm. But, I quite like the second Matrix. Yeah. But what like, a lot I of people really like say the about Matrix. The Godfather 3, in terms of, which is why I bring up the third Matrix, yeah. is that even though people trash the third Godfather, they also say if it was only The Godfather 3 and it was now the films, you would think it's an amazing film. It's just that the bar is mm. set so high by the first but, two. Yeah. Maybe that's what The Matrix 3 suffers from as well. I, I, is that called Matrix Revolution, maybe? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I quite liked. Is it the second one called Reloaded? Yeah, Reloaded. Yeah, yeah. I quite liked Reloaded. Yeah. Um, I literally had all three in VCR. Yeah. Absolutely loved them. The last one, I like the end fight. Yeah, because it really takes you back one to day the I'll first. Watch it. I will watch it. It will take right, you back yeah. to the first film. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the greatest film that you've ever watched is The Matrix. I guess obviously it it does get back to how you took the film when you like yeah. first watched it yeah. so in that sense i i agree okay. yeah We're good. <laughs> and, on the same terms. um we are on the same terms yeah. and my final question is um what is, what's my favorite and it's quite it's been quite interesting hearing other people's um quite answers on this but um the motto or the the motto or the thing that you live your life by the the underlining the the underpinning values that you could yeah really because yeah. other people it's like hmm they think yeah. about it and i'm like what two. is it what is that thing apps go for it so one which is my tattoo <laughs> fantastic what is, is um, now i'm gonna read out my own tattoo go my on. only limitation is myself mm-hmm. so that one is absolute for me um that's who i've always been i've always felt that you know, only I can stop myself from achieving whatever I want to achieve in life. Yeah. And the second one is um, a Bible verse, which is Ephesians 4 1. And it's, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. Which oh, will probably be my next tattoo. Oh my God. And Yo. I, you know, like, I. That is, in, that in is beautiful. I didn't know that was a Bible soul, verse. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Bible is beautiful. And has, I, my yeah. entire core, I believe what I'm doing is a calling. Like, I, and it's, in many ways it's frustrating like i have a play that i wrote a few years ago which to this day people still ask me is are you ever going to put that play on because arguably it might still be the best thing i've ever written i don't know but um and you're just sitting on it and but there's a line in that play where it's it's about a struggling artist Mm. and he's like shouting essentially into the ether aka god and he's Mm. like why didn't you just give me the ambition of a dustbin man like he's like why did you give me this desire to do something that's so difficult and actually the writer on the writer who's created the show that i'm working on he said something to me 
the other day and I can't remember the quote and I wish I'd written it down but it was something along the lines of if if we knew what it would take to get what we want we wouldn't have done it and I thought that was so beautiful yeah. it was like we wouldn't we'd have turned back around and just been like nah actually I'm, I'm gonna, good yeah I'm good like <laughs> if we knew this is what it would take to get to where we want to be so mm. those are my two things I urge you to live a calling worthy of the I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. And because everybody does receive a different calling. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. And it also, take, we find it out at different times that, you know. You might do you think you've, from, so when did that calling, do you know when it came to you? Like a moment or a period of time? I don't know if I could for sure identify the moment I identified it as a calling. Mm. But I do know the moment when I decided to throw away everything to write I know that moment vividly which yeah. was being in my second year of university and it was it it happened over a course of four or five months um the first of those being uh late September or October 2010 mm-hmm. which is also the day I got this tattoo and wow. it was because a friend of mine died and yeah. that was that started a good few months of deep thought about life and and yeah, I'd always, I'd spent my entire life wanting to be a lawyer. Like, that was my dream. I'd always <laughs> wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I think when I got to around 16 to 18, then the option of potentially going into finance were things that I was considering. Mm. And I was very much set up on that path. Like, I, it's weird, because I'm talking to a lawyer, I can actually use <laughs> the term, because normally, like, I describe it in, like, a vague way, because people don't know the terms. Yeah. But you will. So, for context before I'd even started uni, I had a pupillage waiting for me. Yes. Equally, I had, I'd done a placement in an investment bank, which I would have been able to go get a job at after I graduated. Yeah. And at the point when this friend dies and I'm just questioning life and I'm, and my big thing was, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, finance I wasn't so sure about, but law I'd always wanted to do. But my, the big thorn in my side was that I had always wanted to do other things with my life. And the problem I have is that I want to be the best at everything I want to do. This is it. Do. It's a really hard problem. Yeah. I and, agree. And the truth is, that with most things that you want to be the best at, you can't do anything else whilst you're doing it. And I felt miserable at the thought of having to wait till I'm like 40 or 50 to do any of the things that I want to do outside of having a career. Yeah. And as time rumbles on, there's just this morning, and I remember it so vividly, where I was up in the morning like 5am, no idea why. I was up that early in universe because there was nothing I needed to be up for and I just felt really unhappy and I'm quite a simple person in that aspect that when I'm unhappy I just look for happiness and so I was like cool I'm unhappy why am I unhappy because I don't like the direction my life is going in and of course it's the whole death thing you yeah. think you've got till 40 or, or 50 then you can go chase your dream but no actually because your friend just died at 19 and you don't know when you're going never know when you're gonna go and so I was like okay not happy what's always made me happy writing i've always enjoyed writing i've always loved writing and i'm not even everyone assumes that oh i've always wanted to write films tv that's what i've always loved no it's not true i've just always loved words which is why my text messages are long <laughs> emails are long which is why you know my earliest memory of knowing i loved writing is in year six in primary school when mm-hmm. i was just really excited to do our sets because i was going to get to write a letter like yeah. that was fun like that was Aww. fun to me and and I've always enjoyed essays. So I've always known I've enjoyed writing. I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's that then. I'm going to go be a writer. And I stopped going to lectures. I stopped going to lectures in the middle of my second year. I was studying international politics at that time. And I just made this decision. And that 
that's the kind of definitive moment for me. Dropped out at the end of the a- academic year. Yeah. And yeah, here we are. Wow. Nine years later. It's so crazy. Like, yeah. just, I like, in asking you that, I kind of am thinking about when I, because for me, I had always um, wanted to, well, become a doctor. Mm. Um, and so sciences were my thing. Like, mm. I'm actually did not do really great with like literature and stuff because English wasn't a language that I spoke yeah. properly for a long time. And, but I loved my English literature classes at school. It's so surprising. I mean, it's not something I don't already know, but it's it's always surprising to hear you say that for a number of reasons. One, because of your love for literature, yeah. but also because you're so well-spoken as well. I watch, so I learned yeah. English by watching the news. Oh, wow. Like, so that's why it was. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah. I really should be a news anchor because- Didn't watch EastEnders to learn No, it. like <laughs> Al Jazeera English, yeah. Russian television, yeah. Bloom whatever, Bloomberg or something. Yeah, Bloomberg, yeah. Like Sky News. Be, I, ask me anything about like the Gaza-Palestine conflict, what was happening in the crash. And I was like, even before that, I know. Um, but I remember specifically, cause I applied to study um, medicine and become a doctor. Um, I got offers here and I do like, even like biomedical sciences. And then um, I just was really, also really, really unhappy. And um, I, I remember one of my best friends in sixth form said to me, um, okay, what do you want to do? Like, you want to do medicine, but you also love English because my English teacher was leaving and I was so upset I started crying. Mm. And uh, she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I make this this decision? Because my, parent, my parents will kill me. <laughs> um, and what she did was she put her hands, like two hands out like this um, in fists. She put them behind her back and she goes, my right, like in either hands is either medicine or English literature, which is what you love. Um, I'm gonna tell like she put her hands at the back and she put them to the front and says, tap one. And I tapped one and she's like, and she's like, okay, whatever is the one at this precise moment that you want it to be, that's what you, you want to do. And I still remember it. I still use yeah. that technique with people yeah. because it's like, okay. And I've heard variations of that technique yeah. as well. And it's the truth, like whatever you want in that very, like you you know in that you moment know. what you want. Yeah. You know in that And so every time want. I give my friends advice, <laughs> I'm always like, you know exactly yeah. what you want to yeah. do. Sometimes you need to hear someone else and sometimes you need to cut, but you know, yeah, you know, you, know, you always know. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't go to study medicine. Instead, I, I was like, okay, how do I do both somehow or please my parents? I went to study English literature and stuff. So it is quite interesting. But I love that, the idea of a calling. Because mm. um, other people I've had like interviewed and they've had different things about, you yeah. know, but th- I think this is the first time that um, it's more so like something that is ordained. Yeah. It's not even you. It's like something that is just being put in you, yeah. so. It, and it's interesting as well, because on one on some part, I still, I believe that my calling is is far beyond writing and other aspects of things that I hope to do in mm. life and write and writing will be the vessel for it. Um but yeah, it's you know, by all means I definitely feel like this is what I was meant to do and I'm very grateful that it also brings me so much joy. Yeah. And 
that it's somewhat working out for me yeah. as well. What do you mean somewhat? By the grace of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into it. The first thing that changed your life when I asked you, Abe, you have been <laughs> the most stressful person. Not the most stressful person. But it's been so funny because other people have been like, yeah, I know what it is. And obviously... Our good friend here is one hell of a Gemini. You coming, are, coming to you didn't do... even give me time to think about it either. Like you, you t- messaged me in the morning of this week, whatever yes. day it was, and you also told me I had to tell you by the same on the same day. I just Clearly didn't think it would be hard. Was... Some people have these things <laughs> definitively. I don't have like even a favorite film. Like I have, yeah. you ask me my favorite film, I'll give you at least ten. Yeah, I could pick what I think is the best, yeah. which is the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do I have a favorite album? I probably have. It, this is my point. Well, this is what makes it so difficult. I've yeah. almost like chosen for you. Well, the album yeah. I've chosen for you because I've actually listened yeah. to one, and I'm like, I was wild. Yeah. So I really hope it's it's the one that I yeah, go on. Tell the me the Kanye West one, okay, right? Wicked, yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, that's that album is sensational. <laughs> so Kanye West's album, um, you've chosen my dark beautiful no i didn't yes you did no i didn't i picked college dropout no you didn't there's no way you fully didn't i didn't i'm going oh my god you actually didn't i don't believe you okay let's let's go and see i'm looking at our messages i'm looking at your messages as well i'll give you 20 pounds if that's what i picked oh shit i'm scared now crap crap, there's no i'm so anyway it's fine because i love that album too no it's not that album that's not what i picked didn't you women are trash (laughs) shut up I picked Kanye Dropout. He's first album. Wait, music, Kanye. Oh my. Why did I read? I'm actually angry. I'm disappointed in you. I'm so angry. Do you know I'm incredibly disappointed? Because even, uh, I don't know if this was before No, but we I'm going to let recording. you discuss college dropout i can t- i can, you listen, have I can to. talk about both okay let's but, do both yeah, you know what? let's yeah, do both because either. that album is also magnificent i actually quite like and it's weird because a lot of okay so okay I'm ju- my head is jumping <laughs> this is what i do i jump from thing to thing so i'll pick the first thing i want to say which might have been pre-recording where i was talking about how like so many of my inspirations yeah are not all things that have changed my life like people assume it's like books and films yeah. and I'm like no it's not it's music and football <laughs> like yeah. and so even wow. like I think and that's probably why college dropout was so life changing for me because you did it's and it's a story mm. that is, and and it's funny because when you sent me this question I thought to myself there are three albums where I can definitively tell you yep. where I was when I first listened to them and how I felt and what was going on in life. Two of them I gave you. So one was College Dropout. Mm-hmm. The second one was Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. And the third one was J. Cole's uh, mixtape, The Warm Up. Like those I three absolutely things, love The Warm Up. I like just, in the, and the familiarity with all of them is is the storytelling. Yeah. And. Oh, I remember it, listening to The Warm Up. Sorry, yeah. I love that album. I remember I was doing an essay yeah. in university first year in my dorms, uh, Mill Hall in Brunel. Um, and I just remember putting that on and just being like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I also love my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy. I love everything Kanye West. Kanye doesn't have an album I don't love. So it's sad because I'm not much of a... Actually, I don't love the most recent one. Anyway, carry on. Is that on. God, Jesus is King or something? I mix up the yeah. names, but there's two gospel ones he released. One of them I love, like the first one, but the one which is the choir, basically. Yeah. I like it, but I'm like, eh, whatever. But the other one was more... Jesus. No, not... No, not... Yeah. Um, Oh, that one, it's got a similar name to like Jesus is Lord or whatever. Yeah. But that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that has. Um, 
can't remember. It has the song Water on it as well as a number of others. But I feel like that one's a bit more creative and imaginative and more Kanye. Whereas the Sunday Service album. Yeah, I, I, love I Sunday just Service. didn't yeah. listen anyway, to that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. My Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy, which I also do love because it's a magnificent album. I, um, I So I've actually yeah. had listened to songs on there, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Monster and like other songs. Yeah. But which, oh God, Monster is actually phenomenal. I'm sorry, yeah. but like... Nicki Minaj really did bits on that Incredible. song. She as in, it. I, she everyone. It. I looked at, it. I was listening to um, like Jay-Z's verse and yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> but what was that? Yeah. The thing is, Jay-Z, no, I think Jay-Z's verse I don't think Jay-Z's Nicki verse Minaj's was great. is on another level. Like, yeah, the rhyming, the flow, the, the patterns, flow, everything. I was like, like what? The, the character changes as well. Like in, yeah. Barbie yeah. and then yeah. Nikki and then yeah. this British schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. what is going on here? When Nikki's in an element. Cold, she's she's cold. really. But um, yeah, my my dark. I love that album. It's it's stunning. I love um, Blame Game on it. I love yeah. my favorite song on it is Devil in a New Dress. Yeah, which a is it new dress or blue dress? I always mix it up. Anyway, one of them's a Danae song and one is Kanye West <laughs> and Rick Ross and. Rick Ross's verse on that. Oh, and the production. I think it's yeah. the features. Yeah. I think yeah. that album had amazing features. Yeah. That's what that album has so appalled as well with. Um, oh, Jay Z. Ah, Pusha T. So appalled. It's so phenomenal. Yeah. I actually went back and there was a line in it that I absolutely love. Yeah, when he said, when Jay Z goes, his his verse starts off saying, "How should I begin this? I'm just so offended." Mm-hmm. How am I even mentioned by all these fucking beginners? I was like, so I, I said, whoa. <laughs> I was like, what? It's actually true as well. Like, it's, it's offensive. Like, I, do you know the levels? Like, you're a startup, G. Like, Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. And if I know, that's all like, Kanye's my favorite rapper, but Jay-Z's who I think is the greatest ever. And I get so offended when people start the conversations about who's like Jay-Z on our time. And I'm like, I don't engage in this debate anymore because you lot will debate the answer for hours. Yeah. When you will arrive at the correct answer, which is, it's Jay-Z. Like, this is, uh, he says, he's right, I like, might buy them more just to show niggas how much more I have in store. I said, I was like, wait, wait, wait. What? I said, that's why I'm thinking his verse in Monster wasn't as great. Okay, yeah. I saw a pause. he's in his double because I was like, bag as what? well. I'm like, oh, yo, man. Like, no. Oh. And you only have one head. And then on top of that, you don't even write your lyrics. He doesn't yo. write his lyrics down. He keeps them all in his head. You're joking. Like, he, he doesn't, doesn't write, write any of his lyrics. lyrics down. He's never, he doesn't do it. That's his process. Yo. He doesn't write lyrics down. Yeah, Jay is, And then he quoted Dark Knight in it as well. Dark Knight. I feeling, was like. Die and be a hero. Oh, live long enough to see yourself become a, a villain. villain. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. I said, yeah. So appalled. Yeah. Even that rhyme there, Dark Knight feeling. <sighs> oh, yeah. 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 Jay is. No, Jay Z's yeah. actually. Yeah. I Best mean. Ever. Ever. Yeah. His wife should be grateful. No, you mean he? <laughs> he grateful should be grateful. I don't even. I don't even call him Jay Z. I call him Beyonce's husband. That's right, I call her Jay Z's wife. <laughs> yeah. I call him Beyonce's husband. <laughs> cool. We know where we stand. Yeah. We know where we stand. So why? Why then? I agree. Like I'm I mean, glad. I love Lemonade I mean, because of the culture. Defense, I've never and don't don't don't. You me. haven't listened to Lemonade. And what's the other one after that? Uh, I mean, there hasn't been an actual album album, but there's been like um, the What's gift. Before I feel like there's two things I'm not listening uh, to. Beyonce self-titled was it that one? Sorry, that's a lie. I have listened to Beyonce. Beyonce has um, 
Beyonce uh, self-titled surfboard song um yes that's that's self-titled yeah amazing song whatever yeah. it's called <laughs> drunk in love <laughs> drunk in love yeah, incredible no but honestly beautiful yeah. um, i've listened to that i've never watched a video oh I you think, should whatever. man i think and one I, thing yeah. that i love about beyonce is yeah. if you don't say nothing about her music her visuals are literally I agree. like i agree pfft. I listen. I love Beyonce. Like no one should yeah. ever. Just because I've not listened to something, no one should ever question that. I'm like, fantastic. I think, it's good to know. Yeah, no, I love it. And <laughs> me not listening to Lemonade, I, I don't know. I just couldn't bother. Like, yeah. I think as well, it's blasphemy. But I think you know part what, of fine. it is the visual experience as well. The fact that it's and so when yeah, I you actually have to sit to it, down and watch it. The first time I would want to experience it is like yeah, that. Yeah, you don't want to just like, listen to it at all. This is it. So that's because I remember it coming out, yeah. waking up early in the morning, yeah. going watching it three times. Like watching it three I think times. I, might have been abroad. I don't know. Um, but either way, changed I, my life. Yeah. But that's but, only because I sat and I watched it, and yeah. it was it was basically a story. Yeah. Um, just finding because there's there's things which I know are amazing, which is just finding the time to do yeah. them. Yeah, you know, even Homecoming, which I cannot <gasps> wait to one day watch. I've never watched it. What? Time. Where's the time? Like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny about time? Actually, just off topic, um, is that so? I was gonna. I was for. I had basically been tempted to watch Love Island this season. Yeah. And two days before, and like I'd kind of accepted, you know what? You can't beat them, join them. Join them. So I was going to watch it. <laughs> and then two days before it was meant to start, I was actually just so disgusted in myself. Cause I, and this isn't a critique of people who watch Love Island. Because I watched Love Island, but then I stopped yeah. it and now I'm back on it. I just said to myself, bro, you constantly can about not having time and you now want to dedicate at least one hour a week uh, not know a week, it comes, a day yeah. plus then all the conversations you're going to be involved which is in, another hour on twitter and other like, social media yeah. in this life yeah like, and i remember the zadie smith interview which i absolutely love and she and i i can't have or i want to say i can't have a level of discipline that's not true but my discipline is different to hers mm. but she talks about how she doesn't have like any social medias she uses a brick phone and when she writes, she writes on like a laptop that has no internet on it. And wow. anything she, because in the interview, the guy, you should listen to this interview. It's one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. And it's a massive drag. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, but she says um, the reason why she doesn't, she writes on a laptop that doesn't have internet on it. She said, because anything that she wants to research, she was like, it would take me 10, if I just put aside 10 minutes in the day specifically to commit that research, I would do it all in that one go. Hmm. If I do it whilst I'm writing, it interrupts my flow, but I'm also going to get distracted by other things because that's yeah. the way the internet is. And she, That's how I write. I'll put square brackets and I say research to go here. Yeah. Yeah. And and she talks about, when she was talking about this level of discipline she has, because I think she writes four hours or whatever, because she has kids as one of them. And she mm-hmm. was like, listen, I've got a fin- finite amount of years on this world. She was like, I'm running out of time. Like, and, she, and when she said that, I was like, you know, she was like, this is why I have to be, she was like, cool, it'd be good to be on Twitter, it'd be good to be, she was like, but I've got a finite I've amount of time to write, to and I've got things to say, and I've got things to do. This is why I have to, and when I heard Shit, this, this podcast, is a drag, listen, damn, this is this, a drag. I've been trying to get everyone to this, is where, like, a lot of people aren't ready for it. Like, they, but when I told them like, what they're getting into, like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, it is, it will straighten you up when it comes to discipline so much. Because I think I'm disciplined, but I'm yeah. not. Because I'm like, okay, I'm a big morning morning person. So yeah. I will go to, now I've realized I need to go to bed early yeah. so I can wake up because mornings are my, so before it used to be midnight or like 1231. Yeah. Now for the past a few weeks, I've been going to bed at 1030. Okay. Like I'm like, okay, because yeah. that's the time when my brain is literally like, I can't do no more. Do you know I, what I mean? really wish I could sleep like early. So my, my sleep is 12 till six. So that's when I sleep. I wish... 
I, I would love I'm, to sleep earlier. So I'm a I'm an insomniac yeah. and sleeping is something that I've had to really because I didn't yeah. used to sleep much. So for the past I used to be four, hours four years, yeah, four hours. That like the past since my mm. second year of uni, which when I started had my insomnia, mm. I've been sleeping between three and a bit to four yeah. hours. And I was like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm amazing. I can I have all this time. What am I doing with that time other than scrolling through social media and yeah. dumb shit? And so I like I've had to really just change how I'm sleeping. It's been mm. a conscious thing. But don't worry, we'll talk about it. I'll tell you all those tips that yeah, you need to do. Please. I've even bought now a new clock, which is a I projection saw, clock. I yeah. saw and I was gassed for you. When Yo, you said about that clock, I was like, I got perfect. a projection yeah, clock because this what I do is I wake things, up in the, in the middle of the night sometimes, like actually all the time, at like two or three. Yeah. And then what the first thing I do is I turn around, I look for my phone yeah. and I'll see what time. But that's not the only thing I'll do. And then I'll, and I'll scroll here and I'll mm. do this. And before you know it, it's four. And so what I want to do now is just peep open my eye, look at the top, oh, see the time, close, close my eye. Because yeah. I just don't even want to have my phone in my room. Yeah. So I can like look at that light. One of my friends was saying he, he sleeps without his phone in his room now. Like, that's, yeah. That's so I think that's what I'm trying to do. Like maybe move my phone to another room, look up, be like, okay, cool. Like that's the time because really, and I also want to do a no social media morning. It's like, yeah. I don't want to be on social media outside of my emails, which I answer on the bus route to work or yeah. reading, which is what I do on the bus route to work. Otherwise... No social media more. So I think I'm going to listen to this interview because it's going to yeah, drag it's, me. It's, um, so for those on the, because I would have told you after, but yeah. like, other people might want to listen yeah. to it. So it's on, it's called the Torre Show. Um, with the, the Tory. Tore, T-O-U-R-E. The Tore Show. The Tore Show, um, I think he's a journalist. Mm -hmm. He has a podcast. Called, yeah, <laughs> Go and on, listen. he had Zadie Smith on as a uh, guest. The joke is it's now available on Spotify and Apple and all of those things. Amazing. But, for a long time, it wasn't. It was exclusive mm. to an app called Stitcher. So every time I'd recommend it to people, I'd also be like, you have to download this app. Called, you know, when you give people too many steps, it's long. They don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I discovered a couple of weeks ago, it's also on, now it's on all the platforms. Yeah. So yeah, I would just search the tour ratio and Zadie Smith, yeah. uh, Z-A-D-I-E. And yeah. it's so brilliant, whether you're right, whether you're anything, just about discipline. And I don't think the aspiration should be to have the same structure of discipline as Zadie has because we all work different, differently yeah. and we all have different lives and lifestyles and stuff like that. But I just think the level of discipline is mm. what to, you know, so not the same structure because I can't have a structure. Like for example, I think social media plays a massive part in my life and what, how it informs my writing and stuff mm. like that. She has a different process. Just find what works for you. But discipline is the key above everything. everything. Like, I, again, like I gymming, the discipline that gymming brings you, yeah. yo, like has changed my life. Yeah like being able to get up in the morning and 5.36 and mm -hmm. go to the gym. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa. I bring everything back to the influence playing basketball and my basketball coaches had in my life, which was that level of discipline that you applied. To. And, and especially because I remember the discipline and seeing the results of it in terms yeah. of me becoming a better basketball player and all of those things. Yeah. That's it was just ended up being my template for life. Like yeah. I know discipline will get me where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. School as well was you know I went to a grammar school and so discipline was you didn't have a choice. Again, yeah. that helped so much. That that's me with mosque. I used to go to mosque every yeah. single day after school and yeah. learning the Quran is basically yeah. learning a whole new language. So you have to employ that. I'm currently yeah. now. I'm like you know what I need more discipline back into my life. So I'm now. Yeah. I've for the past uh, two months been playing, learning how to play the piano. So, I'm so 
literally I i'm like play. i can't really play anymore. really yeah. since i was younger it's been something that i've always wanted to do and now i'm like wait i have the means to do it yeah. so why am i not doing it and i found this amazing black woman who teaches me how to play the piano each week and it's brought back that learning it's kind of switched on for i think when you're an adult it's very easy sometimes especially when you're in a normal nine-to-five job and you have the regular friends that you do the normal mm. places that you hang out your brain basically dies and it just becomes really so fun. lazy i love learning yo like, like academia is amazing it's the gemini and, in us. Yeah, <laughs> i love learning and, yeah. and but like you time to learn things is you know as an adult is mm. a myth yeah but i look forward to finding the time but actually like so many things it's making the conscious effort like if you want to do it you'll do it and you yeah. make the time and you decide right i'm going to co- dedicate yeah. you know i donated blood for the first time in december wanted to do it for years i was like and i finally was like nope let me book a day blah, 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 yeah. let me get this done like that's it it's about insisting on doing it and it was definitely an inconvenience to my life both the day before and the day after yeah. but do i want to do this thing yes yeah. so therefore whether it's an inconvenience or not i'm gonna fight figure out how i'm gonna make it happen you are in my world one of the people who drags me severely yeah. um and there's always one thing that oh, I, i'm trying to find it but you, you sent me this thing one day that i show my other friends as well there's <laughs> something it's like a, a a gif or a meme or whatever mm. saying something like there are other people who are less talented than you uh, i wish i could remember what, I know yeah exactly like what talking about less talented than you yeah. doing and thriving in what you want to do yeah and because I was complaining to you about having my writer's block and, yeah. you know, being having the fear. I, that's my biggest thing is just the fear. Yeah. And you sent this to me and I'm always like, oh, And it's true. This Listen, is, yeah. there are, and similarly, there are other people more talented than me mm. who are not where I am because they haven't got the drive. They haven't got all of that aspect. Mm. Like there are people who want the same things that you want and they're working hella harder than you yeah. to get there. And that's why they're where you want to be, whether they're as talented or not. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Uh, some people, you know, one of my things is that I just dislike is, you know, people who just like talk in terms of they just talk about wanting to do things or they talk about doing things. And I'm like, just do it. Like, yeah. just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Like, <laughs> some people think, um, I don't know, I don't know if arsehole is the term, but a lot of people, like, I know think, like, I don't want to, like, I'm unsociable or I don't want to. Mm. Like, there'll be industry things that I get invited to or whatever, and I'm just not really on it. I don't really care. And I'm like, no, n- yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm a Gemini, so there's also loads that I go to and I'm like, <laughs> super drunk and yeah. have a great time. But I'm just like, I've got to be writing. Like, mm. even, you know, like, I've, oh, this is awkward because I'm about to say, you're my close friends on Instagram. I'm like, I'm sure you are, right? Yeah, I think I So am. <laughs> I, I put in my close friends last week. I, I, um, I talked about how I was, I could have gone to the BAFTAs and I decided not to because I had writing to do. I was like, it would be all well and good going to that. It would have been amazing. Posting on Instagram, Twitter, everyone would be gassed. Oh, Abe's at the BAFTAs. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bruh, I've got writing to do and I'm trying to be at the BAFTAs with more merit than I have today. And for yeah. me to get there, you know, whether it be next year, whatever year it is, it's because of the work I need to be doing now. And a conversation I've had with a lot of people recently is that it's so easy when you're rising to get distracted because without a doubt, I'm definitely rising right now. And with mm. rise, people observe rise. And so more opportunities of people, I guess, respecting your status or where they think yeah. you're going to be means you're getting invited to all these kind of things, which is dope, it's lit. But I've got work to do. This is I've it. I've got work to do. And I'm, yeah, I'm, 
I'm not trying to be rising. I'm trying to be on the platform. And yeah. to be on the platform, I've got to put the work in to get there. Ooh. College Dropout. The best album ever. Or my favourite album ever. Why did it change your life? Mm. So, I first listened to College Dropout. I believe I was in year eight. Yeah. Um, in my bedroom. <laughs> in my mum's house in Eglinton Road. In Woolwich, <laughs> and it was a burnt CD that my friend, Turkish friend Afghan, had given me. And before this, I'd heard one of either Through the Wire, Slow Jams, All Falls Down, or potentially All Three. Mm. And I was already a fan of this guy. I really liked his music. I'm like, yo, this is cold. Obviously, he has a great life story at this point as well of having been in a car crash, recording through the wire of his mouth wide shut, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm on it. And then, so I put the album in and the first song is, um, do, 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 what's it called? Um, the first song is, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's drug dealing just to get by, that song. Mm-hmm. And, and I think before that, there's um, a skip. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, this is amazing like this is just the production the lyrics like i've i've grown up loving hip-hop but this is hip-hop in a way that i've personally never heard it i'm not going to say it didn't exist it probably did you know there's so many things that exist but it's about who brings it to you in a certain way yeah and from start to finish i'm just blown away by this album it's got a song on it called never let me down which is kanye jay-z i'm so sad you've not heard it now um kanye jay-z and a rapper called jay ivy and he brings in a chorus as well and this song is like um when it comes to being truly true to me one thing i know one thing i found i know you'll never let me down so that's the chorus at the end this jay ivy guy does it's like poetry it's not even rap yeah. it's like poetry and it's about god and faith and christianity and about how he knows god will never let him down and then the choir comes Ooh. in and it's just like spiritually lifting and i think yeah. the song then before that was jesus walks as well yeah. and i'm just in love with this album i'm like this is just a journey of of this guy who also and i think this is definitely probably the connection mm. whether i knew or not at the time this person who's just so driven who's not going to take no for an answer like i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna become this thing that's so honest and what i do know now which i probably didn't know at the time then one he's a fellow gemini <laughs> so oh much, yeah he's crazy even more so well. his birthday is the day after mine oh so wow i'm just like this is my spirit animal like i just feel this person in the depths of my soul and then the last song on the album is like a 12 minute track mm. called um the last call and seeing as we talked about j cole earlier yeah. the last call on j cole's the warm-up yeah. that's a kanye beat and a yeah. kanye song so kanye has the you know that song it's kanye has that version yeah. where he does the same thing he talks about his journey about how he got to where he's trying to yeah. get to like and it's just amazing like to hear this guy that like, has ah uh, this is why i love college dropout like it's now i'm gonna listen to it on the way home. <laughs> like, i'm gonna listen to it it's stunning. It's just a stunning journey and such. Like, has it feathered into the things that you're doing now and, like, I guess the the grit? I would say it has absolutely one part in terms of the Kanye West as an individual and how how desperately he wanted this thing, but also knowing what he had to, you know, so he's got a song on it called Spaceship and he goes, um, what do you know about making five beats a day for three summers? I deserve these numbers. Like, he's telling you, oh. listen, I put in the work. Like, no one can tell yeah. me I don't deserve this because I work. Like, and, you know, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. you can't tell me that I... D- no, I don't feel anyone deserve- is owed anything. 
But one thing for sure is that when I get what I'm trying to get, no one is going to question whether, whether I worked hard enough. Like I put in the work. Like, yeah. I, and and it's it's that like no. And again, he's talking like let's break that down. Five beats a <laughs> day on. for free. So you're telling me you made thirty five beats a week. <laughs> Let's say for six weeks. Mm. So what's that? One hundred and two hundred and ten. No, that's wrong. That's bad maths. Two hundred. So I'm really particular. It's, it's one hundred and eighty, <laughs> and then six. No, it was two hundred and ten. No, I don't know. Anyway, We've yeah, got it was. The calculator, it was two hundred and ten. I was right the first time. I should have believed in my. Let's See? make sure I'm right now. I'm saying this all with confidence. Thirty-five <laughs> times six. Yeah, two hundred and ten. Wicked. I was right. So you're saying you did that? We don't know if this is true or not because mm-hmm. it's hip hop people. But the point is, you're saying you put this in, right? And so, and you did that Thing for is, one summer tell. and you still didn't get there. You yeah. did it for another summer. You still didn't. So again, knowing that you just have to keep pushing. Like, keep it might not happen instantly. Like that's what No More Wings is about. Mm. No More Wings is about someone who sadly gave up when, yeah. you know, and they weren't focused. You see what the focused one achieved, the one who wasn't focused, who didn't have to drive them. He's perpetuating to it to the, the people coming up before yeah. him. Crazy. And um, so, and and then it's also the storytelling in it, mm. you know, whether it be um, the last call, whether it be through the wire, whether it be um, all falls down, whether it be spaceship, like yeah. spaceship's amazing. We were, um, I think the first like the first um, verses him talking about working in Gap, and he's like, if the manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him. Like yeah, and talking about yeah, all of these things, yeah. And so I think it's informed me in terms of storytelling. Mm. It's informed me in terms of character, in terms of drive. But also I think the things I love the most, and I guess ironically the Matrix isn't in this, oh no, maybe it is in this category. Mm. I say that I want my work to make people feel the way how the work I love um, makes me feel. Mm. Like when, when people talk to me about one of my plays, Dionysus Smile, which was the one that everyone always asked me if I'm ever going to put on again. When people talk about more recently all the shit I can't say to my dad and how that, you know, that's, that is an honour to me because that's all I've ever dreamt of is making people feel so deeply mm. how the art that I love makes me feel. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It's been so great having you here. That's that's been amazing. Um, I have tingles. I don't know what to say, <laughs> but thank you so much for dragging me. And hopefully, well, did, th- did you see that tweet I had the other day? I think I put it on Instagram as well. I said, um, "What was it? It was um, um, if you that. if you want to carry last in peace, it, I don't advise you to have me as a friend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I responded. I was yeah. like, "That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's man. true." If, listen, I don't think everyone needs to be ambitious. We uh, you know everyone needs to fill their roles yeah. in society and the world and all of that it's cool however if you're one of my friends i'm expecting excellence yeah like, but even then it's know. like the as you said previously um sometimes you wish you had the ambition of somebody that has a, a career that maybe you don't think so is ambitious but to, yeah to life them that easy. is and i think it's how, it's that relativity in that yeah. not every ambition um ranks the way you think it is yeah. but to be the best damn dustbin man if that was my ambition that I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be the fucking best yeah. Yeah. you know so, so take pride in it yeah take pride in absolutely it. Yeah. like in anything that you do so yeah. thank you so much for coming on yeah oh you're wrapping up i'm wrapping up oh. you oh you want to talk some more no no no, no. if you um, have more things to say i have one more thing to say come on let's and it's go only because i was gonna say listen as i said you yeah. are a co-host <laughs> here so you oh, drive yeah, it yeah it's weird now because i don't even have to drop it but there was one <laughs> other thing i didn't tell you about <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so no more wings, which obviously we've mentioned so many times yeah. in this, and a lot of people who are listening unfortunately won't have seen it, and they're not going to see it anytime soon. Yeah. And so many people kept asking me. Like I remember when we were leading up to the screening, mm-hmm. and a lot of people asking me, "Yeah, oh." Because I kept putting, this is the only time I'm showing this film. And people were like, oh, are you, are you telling the truth? I was like, Even me, I was like, because hmm? I, I missed like, it at an event, damn it. I was like, I'm not lying about this. And no one believed me. Or anyway, anyone who believed me came. People didn't believe me or wanted to take the <laughs> chance. Cool. God bless you, innit? The reason why I did, why I kept saying that is because we, so firstly, even having that screening was a bit touchy in mm. terms of I had to promote it in a certain way to not violate rules of festivals because the ambition for those who don't know how things work with short films on the most part if you want a short film to make the biggest impact in your life the way to do that is for it to be selected for festivals Mm -hmm. um and there's hundreds and thousands of festivals all over the world and the ones you ideally want to be selected for are the BAFTA and Oscar qualifying festivals. Those are the ones where the industry really pays attention. They really look up. And of course, also it means you might end up with a BAFTA or Oscar nomination. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, but to be, in con- once, to be in consideration for festivals, your film can't be online. So this is why I said to people, look, I'm doing one screening because I want people to see this. But after that, I can't tell you when I'm going to show this again because my dream, my ambition, my goal is to have this throughout the whole of 2021, no, 2020, sorry, mm. playing at festivals left, right, up and down in every continent, every everywhere. Like that was the plan. And, and I also know the festival schedules as well so I know when, what festivals are. Yeah. This is obviously ambition. There's no promise. There's no guarantee this is going Please. to happen. But obviously that's the hope. And so therefore I have to block out this year for showing the film. Yeah. Or put it on online, putting it online in hope that it can do those things, and then it can be in consideration for a BAFTA or for yes. Oscar. That's the hope. That's the prayer. Anyway, we fast forward to oh my god, now. Shut up. Um, Shut <laughs> by the time, uh, by the by the way, you have to remove this if by the time. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. I'm fa- I won't. I won't. I'm <laughs> just waiting. I will wait. Yeah. Um, no more wings has been selected to world premiere at the. BAFTA and Oscar qualifying festival Tribeca Film Festival what? in New York um, for those who don't know what Tribeca Film Festival is it was founded by Robert De Niro as, as well as a number of other people see I hate you it is one of the most in, point of it, it's in like the top five festivals I wanted to be selected for and <sighs> actually another interesting thing is so there were a few festivals which I'd love to have been considered for mm. but we'd missed the deadline so Sundance Yes, yeah, uh, and I can't lie. When I was in the Sundance announcements recently, it was burning me oh. just because we couldn't get considered. And I'm going to yeah. submit to it next year, but yeah. we missed South by Southwest, which is being announced at the moment. Couldn't apply to that. So Tribeca was the first festival on my list, which, um, which um, in terms of deadlines, yeah. and submitted to Tribeca, got selected for it. So No More Wings will be world premiering at Tribeca Film Festival in April. Yeah. And in oh addition, and come New York. Listen, <laughs> are you gonna be there? Uh, we'll talk off. Air. Oh, fantastic, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be there. Okay, fantastic. And on top of that, and this is, it's a weird one in terms of the next bit because I want to say I didn't expect it, and truthfully, I didn't mm. expect it. But at the same time, I also, I was shocked, and then at the same time, the other half of me isn't shocked because I only ever expect greatness of myself. Uh, come on. And the other bit is that so. Everyone wants to get selected into a festival. Yeah. You especially want to get selected into the top festivals. The Sky High Dream, which 
is another level and I don't know many people like my peers not to shit on them in any shape or form but who like when I told them they were like nah Abe you've gone clear it's in competition at the festival which means it's nominated for an award I have no idea which one I assume it's going to be best live action short film um that is like I'm I'm semi-dreading that announcement because I know the impact it's going to have. Like when my agent found out, he was yeah. like, in competition, this is insanity. Like, And again, like I've realised now that even the short film from last year that was from the Soho House mm-hmm. competition, that one um, premiered at Tribeca but wasn't in competition. Yeah. I was like, oh my days, wait, in co- like this is mad. Like I know, yeah, it's going to, and actually interestingly, so again, for the like nitty gritty things that people don't know. Yeah. To be BAFTA qualified, there's two tiers of festivals. There's A festivals, B festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribeca is an A festival. Um, on the Oscar side, and this comes down, like this is part of the strategizing when, and this tells you how much, I guess it was a surprise to me. On the Oscar side, they don't have tiers for festivals. However, you can only go into consideration if your film wins an award at a festival. And so when oh, I see this, yeah. and there's like, I don't know how many festivals there are, but let's say there's a hundred mm-hmm. for hypothetical sake. I'm, I see these and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we're never going to get the award at Tribeca or Sundance or wherever it is. But you know what? That's a little festival there. Not going to say a name. I can't even think of any, but one yeah. I've barely heard of. So we'll play this smart. We'll hedge our bets. We'll apply for Tribeca's because hopefully we'll get picked for things like that. Yeah. And then we'll also apply for the little less known ones because there'll be a higher possibility that this will therefore be yeah. the best film there. And and so I, when I was thinking of like being nominated winning an award i didn't uh i wasn't expecting it from tribeca and that blew me away and it's so funny because we i was meant to i was meant to put french subtitles on my film yeah for because i was going to submit it to can and we were meant to submit it to can and do the process of editing it putting the subtitles on the same week we found out about tribeca so now obviously we can only accepts world premiere so therefore mm. i can't you know, yeah yeah Boo-hoo, what a sad life. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Yo. And I'm so over the moon. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm filled with joy. I can't wait to You heard it here York. first, guys. Well, probably not first, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it might Technically, be in hindsight, you heard it here first. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, so that's, yeah, 2020 is shaping up absolutely incredibly. You're booked, you're busy, you're world premiering. Listen, I'm, you're, you're I'm just... It's crazy because amongst all these things, the thing I'm most excited for, which hasn't happened yet, yeah. but it's obviously coming. Like I said, it's if not when, now. no, when not if now, yeah. is I just can't wait to be a full time writing, which is is probably a few weeks away if I'm being honest. And I'm so excited for that. Like just being yeah. that I'm a full time writer. Full-time that is writer it. That's my bio. There's no brackets or yeah. commas to. I mean, my bio's only ever been writer anyway because yeah. <laughs> we're here speaking things into existence. Uh, come so, on. And also all the other things are irrelevant. They just pay my bills. Yeah. They pay my bills, but I'm here. This is what I'm here for. And this is what you need to know yeah. I'm about. Like, yeah, here we are. Claim it. Amen. Claim it. Amen. Woo! Thank you so much. Where Thank can people find me. you if they want to reach out? If you, you can want them to. <laughs> find me on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram. Abe is legend. His Again, surname. we'll be speaking in prophecies into our lives. Yes. The 18. Um, that's where you can find me. Uh, my company which I produce all my work through is Creative Blue Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Instagram, we're Creative Blue Balls. On Twitter, we're Creative Blue B mm-hmm. because Twitter doesn't let you have more than 15 characters. <laughs> and the website is obviously creativeblueballs.com. So yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me or follow my companies on those things. You can keep up with 
what I'm doing, what I'm writing, what's yeah. what you when you might have chances to see the film again. I can't wait. One thing I can't wait for is to screen No More Wings Again in London. Um, and hopefully we'll get selects for a London festival. But mm. separately from that, when basically when we're done with all the festivals, I'm going to have another screening. And God willing, that screening will also be free. Not because I would because people can't afford it but I'd just love to do that like I would love to just be like first come first serve because it is such a London centric like inner city London centric uh, short short films and when we do do that screening we're going to have three Morley's of course like Morley's already said like they absolutely love the film yeah they love the screening like there was you know me and Shan who's the founder not founder sorry the owner of Morley's his dad founded it we're just we're homies now like and he says to me listen whenever you want to screen this we are giving you free chicken wings so I can't wait to have that screening again with however many people enjoy the film eat some chicken yeah live life live it large <laughs> thank you so much thank you for having me it's a pleasure have a nice week guys bye mind us all that art is dangerous and it's something that the society has got